Welcome to Career Day, the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zigner, a high school teacher at Carlisle High School in Central Pennsylvania. Uh, today, I'm joined by Connor Dietrich. Uh, Connor is a corporate banking trainee for WSFS Bank. Uh, did I miss anything there, Connor? Tell me a little bit about who you are. No, so I am a graduate of Upper Dolphin High School, same as Adam, actually. I went to California University of PA, uh, majored in finance and economics out there. And yes, I am a corporate banking trainee, essentially a credit analyst. I'm not officially a credit analyst yet, but it's the same kind of concept, doing the same kind of work at WSFS, shortened to, you can shorten it to WSFS, so you don't have to say so many syllables when you say the yeah, name of the bank. Great. Great. <laughs> how, long, how long have you been there? So I started in May. I graduated May 6th or 7th and started like May 25th, so not much time in between school and work. Very nice. And the, the first thing we jump into, what most of my kids want to know for all these jobs we talk to, um, typical day, what are you doing? So a lot of what I do is basically we have loans that we give out. So it's like the commercial division. So businesses, they need money to help fund their operations, whatever else they come to us. Usually we have like a relationship manager. So they come to their relationship manager and they say, we need like, you know, this much money. What's the pricing look like all this. But basically what I do is I'm behind the scenes. I look at their financial information. I look at the owners and their personal financial information, their performance over the past couple of years, if they can cover, you know, depending on how much debt they have, if they are, generating enough money to fund that debt, stuff like that. A lot of the behind the scenes work in spreadsheets in some other different softwares we have, just generic stuff like that, where it's almost kind of hard to explain to somebody on the outside because until you see what we actually do, like right. you don't really know, but that's right. the general gist of it. And is, and is that, I mean, are most of your days that, or do you kind of, do you venture off into other projects or other areas of that? So that is kind of where I start. And then, so when we have money that comes to us, we start with like, when we're doing the deal, we start with that stuff. And then we move into the actual underwriting itself of the deal, answering all kinds of questions about basically how the company's doing, how their health is, how much risk the bank is taking on. That's like the big thing with us is you don't want to avoid risk. You want to calculate your risk and make sure you can manage it correctly. Cause if you don't really have risk, you're not really going to make money. So you have to take on risk. We have to be smart about it. And that's a lot of what the underwriting is seeing how risky this company is how much risk the bank's taking on and how we're going to be compensated for that risk. Uh, one follow-up there. You did mention uh, you work in, a, in different softwares, anything that, you know, people would have already, would already be aware of, you know, maybe not directly like in the banking world, but anything that you use on a regular basis that students would, would typically use uh, either high school or college. The big thing is definitely Excel. That's the only thing. Everything else is bank specific, but in terms of software we use that anybody could use, Excel is the big thing. We don't get into, I'm not a computer guy. I don't know programming and all that, but Excel is very important. Pretty much any financial job you're going to find, you're going to use Excel in some capacity. And that's, that's something that, you know, I work on a lot here. I, I touch on the importance of Excel. And I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up, I didn't necessarily have a great Excel, like mm. depth of knowledge, but I've built that up just like every job I went to, I picked up like a different thing. Right. Um, and actually, uh, Connor's brother-in-law and I have had spent several, uh, several like days locked in an office together mm. working on Excel formulas, because that was like something we kind of did together. Um, yeah. As a high school student, I wouldn't stress Excel too much because you're not really going to fully learn it until you just do it. Like you can practice and you can go online. Right. There's like courses, but until you're actually doing something, you're going to struggle with it. And that's totally fine. As you go to college and you advance into your job, you'll, you'll learn everything you need to know for sure. I've said it's, it's definitely the most, the most powerful tool you can learn to take a job and make it easier. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if once you get well-versed in some of those like specifics, you can really make things much easier on yourself and other people. 
just by using Excel properly. You can almost get to the point where you're not even thinking through some stuff. You just type in the numbers and the yep. formulas take care of everything else. Yep. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's great. Um, so why, why banking? Is that kind of, was that what you were setting out to do initially when you started college, um, even back into high school? Was it something that you looked into right away and thought this is for me? Or was there something else that maybe, you know, you were drawn to initially? So coming out of high school, really, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. And even as I was graduating college, I still didn't fully know. And that's okay. It's not a big deal at all. Uh, banking specifically, it was never like a big interest of mine. I took some banking classes in college and I liked it. I was trying to get jobs on the corporate side of things, like just for any old company in their corporate office. That didn't work out. But banking, I actually do like it. I'm glad I went down this route because you sort of, you get the feel of you're helping a community where I'm not working for a massive JP Morgan type of bank. I'm working for a bank where I can drive around the office in a five mile radius and I can see the businesses. I see where the money's going, what they're doing with the money, all their projects, stuff like that. So it's actually really enjoyable from that sense. And then just, I'm kind of a numbers guy. I like, I enjoy sitting behind a computer and crunching numbers in Excel and explaining their meaning. People might not enjoy that, but I do. So I think this job really makes perfect sense for me. And I, I think you hit on uh, one of the things that, you know, we talked about in my careers unit here was sort of finding a purpose in what you're doing. And you mentioned that there, you know, you can, you can drive around and actually see the community that you're, you're helping and you're injecting money into and into these projects and really helping that area grow and businesses kind of start from the ground up or, mm -hmm. you know, expand. And it really helps, you know, a certain community see, see growth. And, you know, you're, you're part of the people behind that making that happen. That's definitely, you know, finding work that's, you know, that you can see rewards from, and you can, you know, really, look around you and see that you're making an impact is something that, you know, I kind of stress to kids is, you know, you're not going to necessarily uh, love every single day, but seeing stuff that, you know, you've had a hand in is, is something that people look for when they go, you know, look for careers. And I think that's, really even more, that's a good point. If we walk out of the bank center where I work, it's like at the corporate headquarters, essentially, we walk down the main road in Wilmington and we can walk past my boss can say, oh yeah, we, they're a customer, they're a customer, we give money to them. So it's just cool to see all that. And then like, we go to a lot of, if we go to restaurants for whatever reason, for like a company meal or whatever, we go to customers there too. So the restaurants that we help out, stuff like that. It's just cool to see, like it actually has meaning behind it. Like you can see what you're doing and who you're helping. And being a recent college grad, you know, in the situation that everybody's in, especially back in May, trying to, you know, enter the workforce. Um, mm -hmm. This is one of my follow-ups was, you know, you said you kind of went down the road of trying to get into a bunch of different corporations and corporate offices. Um, what did you find to be the most difficult part about that job search? Well, I think I, for me personally, it was, I think college students right now were struggling because they weren't at campus as much. They weren't as involved. So they couldn't really build their resumes. And that was harmful. But just in general of the actual search itself, it was just a lot of places weren't hiring. And when they were hiring, they were getting flooded with applicants because there wasn't that many jobs to begin with. So if you're competing with people who just went to better schools, they had more stuff on the resume. It was just, you were fighting an uphill battle. You could be a great interviewer, but you were fighting an uphill battle. So that was really unfortunate. And I, like I said, it got me numerous times where I made final interviews, but I couldn't get hired. So it was just a lot of competition, I think was the big part of it. And I can see some of that starting to ease up now, definitely more places are hiring. So hopefully it's not as tough for your students as they get out there. Any, any advice on how to deal with this, with the struggle side of that, like, you know, getting the, getting the rejections or getting to that, like, you know, you've had two good interviews and now you're at the point where you think, okay, cool, I'm getting this job. And then you get the email or the phone call that, no, it's time to go another way. 
Right. Yeah. I would say, hold on. I have to exit out one thing here. Okay. I'm good. So I would say, I don't want to say don't get your hopes up, but just always recognize that there is a chance it's not going to work out for you. And another thing is though, the bigger thing is just to learn from every, every job you don't get. There was some reason why it does not hurt to ask. I asked numerous times. They won't always give you the best answers, but I would say, you know, was there any specific reason? Was I a bad interview or was it just my resume wasn't good enough? Anything, any kind of advice you would offer as to why I didn't get hired and how I can improve my chances to get hired in the future. And like I said, they're not always going to give you very much time because you mean nothing to them after you're not hired, but some of them will at least give you some basic information to help you make some changes as you move forward in your job search. Absolutely. And I, like I said, you know, I think, you know, being able to learn from, from those ones that don't go your way Mm -hmm. is that probably says a lot more about a person than, you know, than learning from the things that do go their way. So I think that's, that's a good, it's a good point to make. Also Um, uh, really quick, sorry, self-reflection. You have to be good at like, if you get out of an interview and you think it went well, I guarantee there was something that didn't go perfectly. If you can recognize that stuff yourself without having to hear from other people, that's even better. If you think ah, I could have done that better, you keep that in the back of your mind. The next time you're in the same kind of question in an interview, you know a better way to answer it. Absolutely. Um, so f- kind of flipping back a couple of years before you started where you're at now, um, talk about the degree you earned at Cal PA and you know, if that's typical of what you're seeing amongst many of your coworkers, or if it's kind of all scattered. So, yeah, I definitely, I earned, like I said, a finance and an econ major. I was, and then I was an accounting minor. And that's definitely the most common thing to see either finance or accounting. I think in this kind of job, your major is not too important because like I was saying earlier, a lot of the stuff is specific to the bank, like the stuff you do. So they're going to teach you how they want you to do it, but at least a basic understanding of financial accounting, especially basic finance and accounting principles are the most important thing. And then just being able to learn really is the big thing. But I, I do definitely see mostly finance, accounting, those types of business degrees. Right. And I think that's probably the same across many, most of the banking sector. Right. Definitely. A um, couple other ones here. So was there anybody specifically, you know, in high school, college, your job search as a whole um, that sort of, inspired you or, you know, gave you some, some good advice that kind of led you to where you're at now? I can think of a couple people, like some high school teachers, but the biggest one was probably my uh, finance professor at school, Dr. Ola. He was just super helpful. And he would always ask me how I was doing. And every single time I got rejected, he was there to like, not cheer me up, but just say like, you know, keep pushing through, you're going to get through it. And he would always give me helpful tips, tips for uh, interview, stuff like that. He would also reach out to people and ask if they were hiring, you know, college professors, they have a big network. So if you're ever in my situation, definitely, if you're in school, ask your professors, but he just, he helped me out a lot because he was an awesome guy. And we think about it from a student's perspective, but from a professor's perspective, when COVID happened, it was tough on them too, not just on us, but he was still making all the time in his days. If I had any questions about the classes I was in with him or my job search or anything, he would always help me. And that was just really nice to me to see that even though it was tough for us and him, he really cared. And he showed that. I can get there. I will, there is light at the end of the tunnel and eventually there was thankfully. Right. And I, like I said, I, yeah, you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. It's important to know who you can go to mm-hmm. for stuff like that. Um, you know, not being afraid to ask for help is something that I preach a lot in, in my business classes. Um, not just, you know, when in here, when it's homework or assignments, it's also, you know, do you need, do you need help at home? Do you need help with like creating something like we did resumes and, you know, they were unsure of kind of format, just ask, mm-hmm. always be willing to ask and learn from somebody else. I've always gone under the idea that there's definitely somebody who knows more than me about every single topic that I'm interested in. 
So find that person who knows more than you and talk to them. And they've been there. Most times, if you have a question, someone else has the same question. Mm-hmm. and find the people that can answer those questions for you is something that, you know, I've really tried to preach to my kids and myself as a whole, you know, going back, going back to school at 30, making like, mm-hmm. you know, realizing you didn't want to do the thing you've been doing for eight years and, mm-hmm. you know, pursuing a, a completely new career um, was definitely eye-opening. And I went back to a lot of the same teachers that you and I share and kind of went to them for advice about the path that I'm, that I took now and, you know, they definitely made me feel more at ease about what I was doing and, you know, made, helped me know I was making the right choice. So that's definitely, you know, knowing the people who you can lean on and ask for help is big. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I think too many professors and teachers in high school, college, wherever, get a bad rap for, then you know, they're not, they're just getting their paycheck or whatever. But from my experience, that could not be further from the truth. Like, I've always had teachers, they wouldn't go through all the schooling and the training and all that if they didn't want to help the students. Obviously, they're there to help. And they do a great job of it. You just have to talk to them and give them the chance. If you let them know, hey, I'm struggling, they're really, really they're always going to help you. Right. Um, so a couple of quick ones to, to round this out. Um, do you have any, uh, any positive stories from the short time in your career that you want to share that, you know, really have made an impact on you in the first couple of months you've been there? Maybe not specific stories, but just sort of the sense of working in a group where, when I was new and obviously I was starting from home, that's not easy, but helpful coworkers can make the biggest difference in the world because kind of like we were just saying, like in school, if you have a question, someone else probably does, the same thing really applies to work. If you're working with people who are kind of new like you are, they're probably also struggling. So if you can always reach out to a coworker, I've had numerous people, unfortunately, I don't like to admit it, but sometimes I have the same question multiple times and I can't figure something out. It's explained to me, I do it, I forget it the next time but they're always helpful. It's, it's the same exact concept as school. Just ask for help. Let them know you're struggling and people are always going to help you. You know, you're playing for the same team. Everyone wants the company to, to succeed. So they're not going to be upset with you for trying to get better at what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, what about, you know, so we, we talked about the positives, the, the negative side of it. So a lot of the, my, a lot of the kids here that wrote questions for people involved in business um, want to know how you deal with like the negative side of your job or the stressful parts of it? What do you, what do you find is, is helpful to you outside of, you know, relying on those team members um, for, you know, guidance when you need it? So thankfully I'm not in a super high stress situation right now. Like everything, most stuff we do, there's not like immediate deadlines, but still the biggest thing for me is staying organized and like committing yourself. Like, even though I don't have deadlines, I still try to give myself deadlines so I can stay on track where I know, okay, I'm working on three deals and they're all due by the end of next week. I want to have this one done by this Friday, one done by next Tuesday and one done by the following Friday, stuff like that. Keep yourself on track because people aren't really babysitting you. If it gets to the deadline and it's not done, you're just, you're in trouble. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. So you have to really commit yourself to staying dedicated and keeping all yourself, everything aligned. Like I have sticky notes. I put it everywhere I can reminding me what I have to do and what I have to do it by. Yep. Um, one more before the, before the last one here. Um, has, have you, have you or your company, you know, been affected at all is, since you've started by the pandemic, you know, working remotely, um, you know, seeing less business, stuff like that. So I don't think performance has, I think if a performance might've actually been helped by the pandemic, honestly, but definitely the work from home thing. I mean, we're still not back in the office at all. I go in once a week, but I don't have to. So that's been the biggest effect because especially the group that I'm in, it's, it's kind of the group for the new people. Like everybody in my group started within the past two or three years. 
So we're the ones who would really benefit the most from being in the office because we have a lot to learn about how to interact with your coworkers in the office, who you can go to with certain questions. So that's been the bigger impact. Thankfully, the company has been pretty good with we have our weekly meetings and we all can still talk that way. But the work from home part of it definitely has been our biggest drawback because, you know, business, it didn't slow down too much, but work from home and we have a big office just sitting there pretty much vacant. So that's something that I, I've kind of had the thought of as I'm teaching kids who are doing most of their work, who when I started, were doing most of their work remotely. Um, do you think that potentially, you know, the time you spent in college where you were working, you were doing your last probably semester, maybe two semesters remotely at Cal. Um, do you think that helped prepare you for, for entering the workforce in a more remote setting? I think it did. I mean, it prepared me in the sense of just literally knowing that like how to work from your house and how to keep yourself in line. Like in school, obviously you have hard deadlines and it's really easy to slack off. I did it when I was a senior and I was at home it was really easy just to lay down in bed, not pay attention in class, stuff like that. But in, for work, you can't do that. So that is a, one big thing where it prepared you, but it really can't fully prepare you either because it's just, a, it's a different environment, school versus work, where you have people at work who are relying on you at school. If you let yourself down, that's, that's all you're letting down yourself. Whereas at work, if you slack off and you just lay around in bed all day long, cause you're working from, from home, you're letting down your coworkers, your group, all that stuff too. So it can't fully prepare you, but it can definitely help. Nice. And then last question, um, what piece of advice do you wish somebody would have given you as a high school student about, you know, college, uh, finding a career, just life in general? What piece of advice do you wish you would have gotten? I could probably go a few ways with that. But one thing I would definitely say is I wish somebody would have told me how important it is to get involved, whether it's on campus, whether it's in high school, anywhere. That is all super important, not only for your personal development, but also for your job prospects. And getting into a good college is great. And that's boosted by being involved in high school and, you know, getting good grades. That's also important. I don't like how some people seem to say, ah, your high school grades aren't too important. Just get good grades in college. I don't agree with that either. If you get good grades in high school, you're setting yourself up on the right path for success in college. And then when it comes to jobs, I think the biggest thing is, like I said earlier, it's okay to not know what you want to do. Like I'm, st- I'm already working now. I'm no longer a student and I still don't know what I want to do. Like, do I want to do this my whole life? I don't know. I like it for now, but that could change in the future. And that's really nothing to stress about because as you get more experiences, you're going to realize what all is out there. You know, I still, like I said, I don't have a clue what all is out there, but as I keep going, I'll keep seeing stuff like that. And it's just nothing to stress about because you're going to learn you're going to find out what you like as you do it. And then you can always change. You know, it's not a big deal, especially these days. It seems more common where changing jobs is not a bad thing. It just means whatever you did previously may, might not have worked out. It might not have been best suited to your strong suits, but you can always find something that is suited to your strong suits. And it's really beneficial for your career. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, Connor. I want to thank you for you know, being my, my first guest to do this with me. I really <laughs> appreciate it though. Well. And I know my kids will as well. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you.